Ladies, whose wisdom are you relying on? Welcome to the She's Marked Podcast. I'm Hannah, a singer, writer, speaker, podcaster, and certified biblical counselor. I'm honored to be your host along this journey to stronger faith, holiness, emotional restoration and healing, and deliverance for the millennial woman. Join me as we press toward unpacking the heavy luggage of our hearts in pursuit of a life that is distinct, set apart, and built on the practical foundation of God's truth. She is walking in power. She's walking in freedom. Without a doubt, all will know that she's marked. Warmest greetings and welcome to the She's Marked podcast. Welcome, welcome to season three. Ladies, I don't know where you guys are listening in from, but I am so glad that you're here and I'm so glad to be starting season three. So if you have been following and kind of walking alongside me since the very first episode, I've touched on several different things. Um, One of the biggest things that sticks out in my mind is the Laying Foundations four-part series. If you have not listened to that, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to it. I just want to revisit the purpose and the heart of this podcast. One, it's to walk in this journey together as women of God. It is to unpack the heavy luggage of our hearts, to really dig into those emotional hills, those emotional mountains and challenges that we face and how we can navigate those things from a biblical standpoint, from a godly standpoint, and how we can pursue holiness, lifestyles of holiness, how we can rise up as women of influence in our homes, among our friends and our families, and how we can truly evolve into voices and arrows in the hands of our Father. So in sticking to the emotional healing and restoration piece, in the Laying Foundation series, I lay out what I believe are the four essential foundations that are the beginning steps to freedom. Again, these are my thoughts, and I believe that they're very useful. And so just to quickly recap what those things are, one, understanding who God is, two, understanding who you are. Three, understanding who Satan is. And four, understanding our fight and who it is against. A lot of times when we are bound up emotionally, that gets magnified because we don't understand those four things. So we don't have a rightful viewpoint of who God is, which then shapes and limits our understanding and even our belief and our faith in what he desires for us, what he can do. What is his heart for us? Two, we don't understand who we are. We don't understand our identity in Christ. We don't understand our position and our role and how God uses our position and our role for his glory. And in order to free and deliver us, um, we don't understand who Satan is and not in a way that we want to become well acquainted, but we should be vigilant, aware, and sober of the enemy's schemes. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today, knowing the voice of God and knowing when the voice is not from God. And then understanding our fight and who it is against. A lot of times when we are dealing with heavy emotional weight, emotional warfare, warfare over our minds, warfare in our lives, it comes at the hands of other people. It may come at the hands of your spouse. It may come 
through your coworkers, your colleagues. It may come within the church. It may come within your community and however else you're plugged in and involved with human beings. And so it can be easy when we're in the heat of the moment, when we are in the seat of fire to aim our vision and our counterattack or aim our defense towards the person. Now, that is not to say that we kind of deal with people from this super saintly, highly elevated plane. No, we, we have to realize that we are indeed dealing with humans, but we have to be able to see past the flesh and realize where our true battles lie. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we have to be able to take off the fleshly veil to take off the fleshly blinders and see really what is at work behind discord? What is at work behind attacks? What is at work behind dissensions? What is at work behind strife and conflict in those types of things? It is truly at the hands of the enemy. So that helps us in being effective in our prayers, being effective in our responses, doing all things with wisdom and understanding, knowing that our strength comes from God and knowing that our teaching and how to deal with these things comes from him. And so that very long intro brings me to what I really want to talk about today. And that is, it is time to go to class. I want to reference a few scriptures about the Lord being our teacher. And what I really want to encourage you with today is that you are a student in his classroom. We are to be taught by the Lord, to be taught by the Holy Spirit. Who better a teacher than him? Who better a professor than him? So with that, let's go to John 10 verses 5, and I will read from a few different translations. So the New Living Translation says, they won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. The New King James Version says, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. And my personal favorite version, the NASB says, a stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. So when we're taught of the Lord, we become familiar with his voice we become familiar with his leading and his guiding. And so that voice of a stranger, the voice of the enemy, the voice of carnal knowledge, earth and knowledge, we will not follow as we deal with and sort out the kinks and knots of our earthly affairs. I want to ask you, whose wisdom are you relying on? Are you following the voice of a stranger? When you find yourself backed up against the wall, when your world is crashing when you are overcome with anxiety, with fear, with regret, you find yourself in a very difficult place and you are very concerned and confused about how to move forward. Maybe you're filled with a lot of pain and you just can't think straight in the moment. Where are you going to for guidance? Where are you looking to for answers? Are you looking to the latest psychology columns? Are you looking to the voice of friends? Are you looking to carnal knowledge? Are you looking to the news? Are you looking to social media? Where's the first place that you go to? Is it a practice of yours to seek the Lord's face, 
to get into his word and to see how he would have you move. One thing I have to constantly remind myself of is that God knows the beginning from the end. I can only see what is happening in part. It may feel like I see the whole thing. It may feel like I know this thing is just going south. But God is the one who truly knows the beginning from the end, and he sees the heart. He sees your heart. He sees the heart of the other people or the other person that is involved. He sees all the factors. So who better a teacher? I find that many a times we're in his classroom, but we're not learning. And what I mean by that is that we're in his classroom, but we come to the class with our own syllabus, with our own objectives, and still with a little hint of, okay, I know how to do this, God. Like, okay, you're God over this arena right here. But as far as this right here, oh, I can take care of this. This is either too simple, you know, God doesn't need to lead me in this, or this is too complex and I need something quick, fast, now, and in a hurry. So a lot of it requires us being patient. I realize that some of the struggles we face with allowing the Lord to teach us is one, perhaps it's a lack of trust. We somehow fear the pain. We fear the disappointment. We fear the rough patch. We fear the tough spots. And we don't, essentially, we don't want to walk through those things. Like who wants to walk through a wilderness? Who wants to go through a valley? Who wants to feel pain? Who wants to go through suffering? Who wants to go through correction? And so somehow we may believe that if we're feeling or experiencing those things, if we're experiencing the valleys, that God is not helping us. He's not with us. He's not hearing us. He doesn't love us. Or we fear, okay, this is not of God. But sometimes those valleys are of God. They're from God. They're they're sent for a reason for us to learn how to walk through them and be strengthened in those seasons. Another struggle we face is the underdevelopment or erroneous viewpoint of the Lord. And that's what I was kind of referencing in the beginning of the podcast when I said, uh, or when I was talking about the four foundations that I believe are essential for our deliverance and our freedom is understanding who God is. When we don't spend time with the Lord, we don't have an accurate viewpoint of him. And so when we are operating with an erroneous viewpoint of him, when when our, our knowledge and understanding of the Lord, when our personal spiritual walk with the Lord is underdeveloped, that can certainly become a struggle in why we're not being taught by him. Another thing that's so very real is exhaustion. If you find yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally beat down and exhausted, you kind of feel like you want to just give up and quit. You may feel numb. You may feel apathetic. You may feel indifferent to even being taught of the Lord. You may struggle to pick up your Bible. You may be going through so much and under so much weight that you can't even utter a prayer. Another struggle that I believe we face with being taught of the Lord is a lack of time in his classroom. So we're there, but we're not really spending much time with the Lord. Just like an earthly relationship, how can you truly get to know someone if you don't spend time with them? If you are enrolled in school or if you're in a profession, you only get better because of the amount of time that you are invested, the time that you're giving, the time that you're practicing, the time that you're spending. And so we may struggle to be taught of the Lord when we don't spend and invest that time. 
Sometimes you may feel that with what you're going through, there's such a sense of urgency. It's like, Lord, the last thing I have is time. I need answers now. This hurts now. I want to get out of this now. I'm suffering now, Lord. I'm struggling now. I'm crying out right now. He wants you to trust him and abide. Trust him that you're not going to miss anything. Trust him that even if this thing does crash and burn, that he's carrying you through, that he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider, that he will be with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Trusting him as the final say, that's difficult, but that's what God is calling us to. I know that's what he's calling me to. And it's a challenge. So let's go back to the word. There's freedom and healing and truth in the word. Let's go to Isaiah 54, 13. And let's let's get into some scriptures that talk to us about being taught of the Lord. He is our teacher. Isaiah 54, 13 says, Then all your sons will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their prosperity. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. I will teach all your children, and they will enjoy great peace. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Can we just dissect that scripture a little bit on the benefits of being taught of the Lord? I know that on the market right now, there are hundreds, probably thousands of books from professed self-help gurus and experts, and they're all giving their different methods and antidotes for peace and for self-care and for rising above and for healing. But this information is coming yet and still from humans. I don't, I'm not knocking it in any way because some of them do offer helpful tips and steps, but Who better to teach us than the creator of all who can truly give us peace, who can truly give us the rest that our restless souls desire and need and crave and long for? Who else than the Holy Spirit? This scripture gives promises of prosperity and peace. I don't interpret this to just be prosperity in terms of finances, but you can be abundantly prosperous in joy. You can be abundantly prosperous in the favor and provision of God. You can be abundantly prosperous in the quality of your life here, life abundantly. You can be prosperous in your spiritual bank account, in your emotional bank account, prosperity, blessings, Then all of your sons will be taught by the Lord and great will be their prosperity. So when we're taught by the Lord, our prosperity is great. When we're taught by the Lord, our peace is great. We enjoy great peace and we're not left wanting. We are complete. Our peace is complete. Our prosperity is complete. There is no room left for want. What does it say in Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And when we're taught of the Lord, ladies, there is no want. There are no uncovered bases. There's no uncovered territory. We are made complete and whole in him. This is what we long for. If your heart is achy, you long for peace. You long for stillness. You long for rest. That comes when you are taught by the Lord. John 8, 28 says, So Jesus said, when you lift up the Son of Man, 
then you will know that I am he and I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the father taught me. So here we have the greatest example of all time, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, saying that he does nothing in his own initiative, but he speaks the things as the father has taught him. He's demonstrating to us how we are to move, how we are to operate, even in our speech, how much more our thought life, how much more in the decisions that we're making, doing nothing on our own accord. How many things do you do on your own accord daily, your own initiative? I know I struggle with that. There are a lot of things that I do on my own initiative. There are lots of things that I say without really thinking it through. There are lots of things that I say without really consulting the Lord and saying, Father, is this from you? Do you want me to say this? Do you do you want me to have this conversation? Do you want me to handle this crisis like this? Do you want me to handle this situation in this manner? I kind of naturally go on, on the default human whim of just moving forward without a thought. Or many of us, I'm sure, do this. We pray about it, but we pray from the stance of already having decided what we're going to do. Think about this in terms of your career, in terms of your uh, ministries, in terms of your parenting, your families, your marriages. Think about this. How many things are you doing on your own initiative? And then how much trouble is it getting you in? You know, how many things could we avoid? How much heartache could we avoid when we move as the Lord directs us? Psalms 119 Verses 102 says, I have not turned aside from your ordinances for you yourself have taught me. Isaiah 28, 26 says, for God instructs and teaches him properly. So the Lord teaches us properly when we aim to discover his heart and what he desires for us in any given circumstance. So I encourage you today to rely on the wisdom of the Lord to follow his voice and his voice alone. And if there is a situation that has your heart bound up, that has you achy, that has you concerned, if there is a tough circumstance in your life right now and you don't know what to do, maybe you've already sought out therapy, counseling, direction. Maybe you've gotten advice from your family, your girlfriends. Maybe you're scrolling social media trying to find a psychologist accounts to follow. I urge you, I encourage you to open up your word, see what God has to say on the matter. Spend time with him and be patient as you do. You may not get an answer from him the first time or the second time, but be persistent. And as it says in Psalm 27 verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Ladies, until next time. That's it for today, but the journey continues. Visit She'sMark.com for more episodes, to make a donation, or to check out the Mark Life blog. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, tell a friend, and consider leaving a review. Remember, the word tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. As you go through this week, remember to walk as children of light.